Hey, everybody, welcome back to Contest Prep University, our frat house edition, still rolling through some series where Adam and I get to sit down and just chat about a little bit uh, longer form issues where uh, I think as in today, you're going to find some some great information that just goes a little bit beyond the the how to in the, in the sound bites we've done in the past. So uh, today we're going to talk about how to win your first contest. What what better topic to talk about than that? And as I was thinking about this, Adam, first of all, it you know took me back to that mindset. You know, when I was in that 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 time frame, you know, I was 20 years old training for my first contest. I can't imagine something more. Uh, fueling than that, when, when you just feel like, man, I'm really going to do this. I've been training for this. I've been thinking about it all these years and, you know, kind of no man's land, you know, getting my body into this condition and, and looking at these other people. I think a lot of us look into the sport from the outside for a long time before we, we jump in head first. And then we're finally there. Now as a coach with 25 years of experience, it's, it's still just as fun with those clients but at the same time, there are some pros and cons, and, and those are the things I want to talk about because every time I have a client win their very first contest, I always think, oh, shit, what have we done now? Because they don't typically learn some of the lessons you need to to approve, you know, going back to the drawing board and, and grinding things out a little bit harder than you might have, you know, had you, you know, not won. But I have to say, we're always going to try to win. Like you as a coach, you're going to do that. You're never going to say, I, I want you to learn the hard way. I'm going to hold you back. It's almost like a fiduciary responsibility. Your clients are paying you to help them win. And I got to say, there the, the pros are worth the cons to see somebody's face, to hear that enthusiasm. So I've, I've got tons of, of stories and anecdotes, as I'm sure you do. But uh, when you first think about that, then I know you've you've had your time on stage. I just wonder in your mind, if you can go back there and, and just consider what that felt like the whole process into it versus now that you're an old veteran. Yeah. Well, first of all, I didn't win my first contest and not many people do. Right. Right. But, you know, going into it, I had experienced dieting before. Uh, I didn't even know what a reverse diet was back then, but I essentially had done that where I dieted down I realized I didn't have much muscle mass or as much muscle mass as I thought once I was leaner and I was still probably 20 pounds up from stage weight. And that was the next uh, like big pivotal point in my mind where I thought, man, I have a lot more body fat on me than I thought. And a lot of it was internal in the muscle tissue. And as I started figuring that out, I was like, I need to grow. So I did one more growing season and uh, just uh, really put my head down and grinded. Uh, I think that a lot of things that made me successful were, you know, not really questioning what I was doing. Sometimes we should question what we're doing, but as a beginner, and me and you both had this experience where we kind of had cookie cutter approaches, so to speak. And uh, that's just how it was back then. You found someone that had a good protocol or a good plan and you went with them and that's what you did. And, and I will say my engagement with my coach was wonderful. Um, really good coach. And I really liked the guy. 
but, you know, just things have changed a lot now. But I think had I been looking into other coaches or asking them what they thought of my plan, that would have really uh, probably messed with me a lot. So I just really kept in my lane and, uh, you know, looked for one person for my information. It's a really good, good first point is just to know as a beginner, there's so much to learn and you have to put your trust in somebody. I was just talking to somebody the other day about that in a, in a larger sense. It's like everything that we learn, everything that we act on, we're trusting some information. And when I started, there were no coaches whatsoever. Um, and so the next step retro to that was simply getting protocols from magazines and whatever the latest Mr. Olympia was doing, you know, that's what you're doing. How are that scaled down for you? And my reaction to that was a little bit different in that I overcompensated. So my very first contest was the leanest I've ever been in my life and uh, too lean, you know, lost a lot of lean body mass, but, and, and, you know, in later years got as close as I could without losing that lean body mass. But yeah, I just kind of emaciated myself away for that first one. And yet my thoughts as I described in my intro, was just so enthralling. I mean, I, I just could not, I mean, every day you wake up with that goal and it's so exciting and, and that bandwidth is just completely, uh, you know, filled with, with that, that goal in mind. And that's what I think is a huge advantage to it being your first contest is you're probably never going to put as much focus into it. And so, when we talk about this topic of how to win, you know, take advantage of that. This is where you're going to study the most. You're going to learn. You're going to really be picking apart everything from training to prep to nutrition in general. And that kind of hunger is going to be very foundational. But I also have to say, you know, take it as seriously as, as you're suggesting, Adam, which is, you know, sometimes somebody who doesn't have the experience really just doesn't know what it takes. And I think this is what you describe is, you know, you, you got in great shape, you're very, very close, but could have gone just a little bit further. And that's that trust process again, you know, coming back to your coach and looking at those photos and so forth. But I want to, I want to just maybe even centralize it a little bit more and suggest for somebody's first time, do use a coach, use a good coach. I mean, I, I don't want to, throw that out there is just kind of a pandering thing, but, you know, I did a lot of things wrong and, you know, could have hurt myself. I mean, I was, I was, I was really emaciated, lost a lot of strength and muscle getting ready for that one. Uh, and so had I had somebody to discuss things with, I think that really, really would have helped. Yeah, definitely hiring someone knowledgeable. You really have to do your research too. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of different you know, I guess, uh, advertisements for coaches and, you know, one's connection and, you know, another is just, uh, having a lot of pros or a lot of big influencers. Sometimes it's having hundreds of clients and that's what grabs people's attention is just, if you've got 700 clients out there, it's very likely someone else is going to find you and use you. Uh, there's also the coaches that pay their best athletes to be on their team because they can't make biscuits from scratch. So they have to purchase talent, you know, and, uh, you know, you see a lot of that. So there's a lot that you just can't really figure out just 
between, you know, conversation with somebody, you know, it's, you really have to do research and maybe call a couple coaches and, you know, also see who you connect with. Well, Mm -hmm. I would also say that as a beginner, some of the things that you may consider ancillary to the process, posing, tanning, uh, if you're depending on the tanning product, you know, oil, um, we can get into some of the other details that aren't so seemingly minute, like your your whole peak week protocol and, and what you're going to do on contest day. But for just a second, I want to mention that every single client I've had who competes for the first time, if there's one or two things that could have really made or did make the difference, it's something like posing. And I've had, I, I can think of two clients right now that I knew right from the beginning, they have the physique to win. I mean, right out of the gate, they're going to be great competitors. They're going to win, but they absolutely are just horrible at posing because they just don't have that keen aesthetic awareness yet. They're not, they're just, there's something about not just looking at yourself in a mirror, but getting on stage, getting feedback, seeing other people do it, watching videos. And, you know, it just doesn't really click perfectly for a lot of people the first time. So whatever you think you can do, do more, uh, engage other people, as, as you just mentioned, Adam, you know, send your, your photos, send video clips to people uh, who do have some experience, whether it's a coach or friends, uh, because that's going to make a lot of difference. And, and I remember my first several contests, probably all the way up until I was a pro, still experimenting with tanning, you know, what looks good, what doesn't. And it seems like that's not something you want to really practice all the time. It's like, it's, it's hit or miss. Like you're, you're going to choose one option. You're going to do that for one contest and it's going to work or it's going to be a disaster. So finding what works for you, uh, obviously now there are a lot of, you know, on-site organizations who do that for you. But I even had a client uh, a year or two ago, before the pandemic, a couple of years ago, who narrowly lost a top, top pro title because of a tan and oil issue. You know, she just looked really dry, looked a little light, clearly had the better physique, but you just couldn't see it. So, you know, I think those are really big things. If you really want to win your, your first contest, you've got to focus on those kind of details. Yeah, you do have to pretty much nail everything. You know, you might get really far with just good genetics, but you're right. You have to pose. You have to focus on those fine-tuned details. Me and you can probably both agree that stage color from photos uh, the night before is very difficult to gauge. Um, so I'll sometimes have my clients go into different types of lighting or go into natural light if they can. If I'm there, I actually have my spotlight, which you've seen in film and you've seen with me. That tool has been excellent to help. Uh, that actually rescued me a pro card one prep. Uh, uh, IFBB pro card. One of my clients had probably the worst tan I'd ever seen, but you couldn't see it until I put that light on her. It was just so spotty. I literally handed her 200 bucks and said, go get it redone like now. So um, she had done her own tan too. So we just said, let's use the host tanners. That's what they're there for. So those fine-tuned details are huge. I think that you know, you're going to get women that are maybe more just extremely athletic, and then you go to get them in heels, and it's a complete disaster. 
So you really need to watch maybe 10 weeks out to see, hey, send me a posing video. Let's see how much work you maybe have to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, My client, Dana, who's competing this weekend, I'll go ahead and mention her. We started doing that many weeks out, and I'm really glad because her posing was really rough. Her physique's awesome, so I was like, you just really have to nail that posing. Even if we need to take a day of training out to practice posing, I'm willing to do that because we're not going to gain any muscle during the prep, so I'd rather sacrifice a day to work on you know, the posing and um, talk about other things that are you know, going to make her hopefully win this weekend. Yep. And, and also, especially for somebody new to the stage is to practice this in front of people. It's almost like being in college, your first communications class, you got to give the speech or maybe high school English class. And yeah, you, you, you think you're fine. You've practiced it. You've, you've got it on your, your laptop, but then you get in front of all of those people and it's just, it's different. Same thing with posing. Uh, I, I know the first time I ever got on stage, I just blanked. I mean, it, it, it took a couple shows to get used to what that experience was going to be like. But then I think, you know, what if, what if I had done kind of a mock, you know, setup like that for just friends? What if I had said, hey, watch me do my routine? And I know some people do this in gym settings now. You know, they'll go to that aerobics room or something and there are people around. And so maybe that's not quite as big a deal for, for some people. Um, but, but stage presence itself, you and I have talked about this a lot of times and, you know, smiling, the comfort, the confidence, the moment you step on the stage to, to make eye contact with judges, to do things that make you look like you're there to win. I know if you're, especially if you're in a a true novice class or novice class or transformation division, something like that, you know, people do expect you judges understand that this is your first time and you're not going to nail everything. But today's topic is how to win. And so out of all of those people, you still want to be the best. And, and I think this is, this is a super easy thing to do that can put you over the top is to go out there, look like you belong at that next level and it's very easy for judges to recognize that and reward it. Absolutely. One thing that probably a lot of people won't mention, and I probably need to re-mention it to my group, is uh, visualizing the process, visualizing the performance, and visualizing being on stage, visualizing your next workout tomorrow, and uh, getting excited for those things. I think when you think about those things, you think through potential problems or hiccups that can happen too. And it's okay to have that enter your mind because those are scenarios that likely maybe could happen. And if you think about them, you can think of ways to maybe not make that happen. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that has made my team super strong, and uh, I copied you off of last year, you went to a daily Zoom call where I was doing a weekly and I went to a daily Zoom call, and I just call it an open office hour. I'll usually stay on anywhere from a half hour to an hour. But I have a group of, you know, maybe 10 or 20 people each time, from beginners to advanced, asking questions. It really gets people thinking. There's just a whole curriculum you can learn when you're actually getting a customized approach. So, it's cool because I have some girls doing different types of cardio and then in emails or even in questions, um, someone's asking why or will mine get that high? And, um, you know, 
that helps me learn a lot about my people. Cause usually if they ask that they're afraid to go that high, or maybe they heard something like, Oh, that's wrong to do that. And, uh, you know, if you're doing diet breaks and things like that and doing some things to relieve stress, you're not just going balls to the wall, high, high cardio all the time. So it really gives you a chance to explain maybe what to expect. And uh, it kind of keeps it real. I've had a few people say, you know what, I, if I'm going to have to do that, I, this might not be for me, but I'd still like to lose the weight that I came to for. And I think that's great because it really... Um, since we do keep it really real and raw, people like know what to expect. Yeah, there is no question. The the people who engage the most, and this goes back to one of your first points about just learning, 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 and connecting. Um, you know, the ones who show up to my support chats for my clients and coaches, absolutely, they do better, and they they they're enjoying the experience more. They they have plenty of time to ask questions and to listen to other people. And I just, I mean, you know this because you're doing it, but I can't tell you how many times, you know, you just see that comfort level increase because they're, oh, I got to, I got to talk to Joe today and we got this, you know, and I learned something. And, and so many times people say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I joined today's call because this is exactly what I needed. And, you know, you and I are probably going through, you know, totally different topics all the time and just, you know, whatever, and I'll use client scenarios. If a client, particular client is having a great question, I think everybody can learn from or, or a question and experience, you know, that's what we'll cover. And of course, other people are, um, you know, in that same boat, but on contest day as a beginner, and these kind of troubles can go all the way through to the end of your career, but how you manage that day from the physical to the psychological aspects is everything. I mean, we always talk about being ready early. You got to be lean enough. All of these things, all the major foundational blocks have to be there, but they can crumble so quickly if you're just not knowing what to expect and you don't know how to manage that day. So this is where having somebody there uh, somebody who's got some experience, whether it's your coach or somebody, you know, on that team, uh, other friends you've made, just asking questions, making new friends, you know, is is a perfectly great way. You know, who who doesn't like to help other people out and make sure they're they're learning the ropes? But I, I you know, one one client popped into my mind right now as you know, first time we worked together, we're at this you know really big show. It's going to be his first time. He's got a tremendous physique, and he got in that flow of always thinking he's almost on like, Oh, they're calling this class. So I'm probably going to be ready. And then they're not and back and forth and back and forth. And at one point, I think he had just been standing on his feet for about four hours. And it's like, you know, it just completely, you know, washed him out in terms of the, the lymphatic drainage and just everything in his body, not getting enough food, being cold because he's standing there just in his trunks so those kind of things, just, just knowing how to manage the day, staying in a flow of having enough movement as well as enough downtime, laying down, sitting down, staying warm, staying fed, make sure you're, you're monitoring yourself with hydration. All of those little details, you can't all of a sudden forget once you get there and the adrenaline starts flowing. Show day is always difficult and peak week is always difficult in the aspect that me and you do a lot of education on it and we share a lot of that with our clients and it always becomes uh, how much information is too much and then we've done this for so long that sometimes 
it's simple to forget what people don't know. And, you know, just like you said, you know, sometimes when we're texting clients, we're not seeing if they're standing up backstage or if they're pumping up way too early for their class. So um, the details you give in the communication leading up to the show is really important. And uh, also how you provide feedback on show day. If you tell someone they look horrible because they're 2% off, that's kind of the wrong message. Uh, And some clients will freak out if you change something because they hear that and they're like, obviously something's going wrong. They're smarter than that. This wasn't on the plan. So, you know, saying something like we look good, but I think I can make you look 2% better is a lot more comforting than just saying, let's change this. And because then if someone hears that, they say something's wrong. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, to add to that, especially as a beginner, uh, I think a lot of us are just almost too receptive. Like, hey, what's that person doing? Should I be doing that? What's, you know, and you're looking around. And so my, my, biggest piece of advice would be to to think of yourself in the center of the lane and already have your game plan know what you're going to do and why and and whenever we do these Adam I I'm I really feel like we're talking to somebody who may not even have a coach just somebody who's doing this on their own you know DIY just they're they're listening to contest prep university because they're trying to learn all this stuff so you may have a coach and that may be great a lot of this may be taken care of for you but if not you know, this is where you you have your plan, you know what you're going to do, you've, you've studied everything. So you should have at least half of your brain settled on if I just stay with my plan, that's going to be fine. The other half of your mind should be focused on monitoring you, not necessarily other people, but is my is there something different because it is contest day, because of the way I've managed peak week, because of the adrenaline of the day, the anxiety, you know, maybe some of those wait times or you know, environmental changes. And I think you should have at least a growing amount of information at that point to start learning how to self-manage some of those changes. You know, how will you know if you need to increase your water? How do you know if you should have a little bit more sodium or carb or fat or a combination of of variables like that? So if, if you, if you've got one eye on stick to the game plan. Let's trust the process. And then one eye on monitoring yourself. I think you'll, you'll find contest day is a great place to learn. I mean, we hope you win, but you know, and whether you win or lose, you know, hopefully you'll take away a lot of great lessons that'll make the next time that much better. Yeah. Some fun peaks are when, you know, maybe the pump up rooms in the basement and the client says, Oh my God, I'm not going to be able to have a reception down here to get in touch with you. And usually I'll jump on a call and we teach them, you know, here's some things to look out for. We're going to let you self-manage this. And uh, you just kind of explain every possible scenario, simply what they should look for. Maybe you can't get a pump backstage. Let's do X, Y, or Z. And, uh, you know, they get really comforted with that because then they know all the dynamics that you might change. And sometimes people like having all of that laid out. By the way, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, anybody watching this, we have so many series on how to manage your peak week, how to manage contest day. So definitely look at those playlists and channels uh, where we have all the contest prep university series housed, because that's where I think you can definitely take a good notebook of information. 
and and even start maybe noticing that in the, the couple of weeks before the contest where you know you're looking at your skin and the quality of vascularity and, and comparing how much you're drinking versus how much you're urinating and and tie that back to what has been your flow of, of energy balance that week. Are you getting more depleted? Are you getting fuller? You can, you can really start to learn some of those things about how your body responds and then, you know, not just go with an, a clean slate trying to fill in that data, but, but having some good information already on your side. I think we also like got a heightened curriculum with our clients. You were so big on reverse dieting before reverse dieting was cool. We, we got to see our clients beyond show day lean and how many teams were doing that back in the early 2000s. Everyone was 30 pounds over stage weight, you know, by Wednesday next mm -hmm. week, aside from our people, you know, and uh, when you get to see somebody lean, like for a longer period of time, you can start working with a lot different dynamics too. And it almost gives you more peak week or physiological experience with your clients, you know? Yep, absolutely. So what about, uh, what about things like suits and hair, makeup, things like that? If you, if you really go into this to win your first contest, what, what advice would you give there? Yeah, you do want to go with a designer that maybe your coach picks or a good designer. You know, obviously, where suits come into play, you do get what you pay for. So kind of look at what the pros are wearing, but you have to be careful that their coverage is a little different. So there are coverage rules in the NPC. Um, for men, we've kind of talked about having a darker upper band seems to lengthen the torso a little bit. I still like doing that for my men's physique competitors. And uh, with bodybuilding trunks, you know, choosing the right cut and color is important as well. Uh, small, fine details that can definitely add up over time. Even just wearing the suit wrong, like how you put it on is super important. Uh, you'll sometimes have girls that like don't tie around their neck as tight. So everything kind of drops down, it shortens their torso. So I'll usually say really tie that tight up there to lengthen your torso by lifting and um, maybe the front of their suits too high too. And that cuts off some of their midsection as well. So those, the way you wear those things, especially if I'm there on show day, we're really adjusting those things quite a bit and making sure that uh, it stays where it's supposed to. Yeah. And, you know, for men and women, I definitely find that beginners tend to be more modest and they're looking for those fuller type suits. And then as you explain, you know, actually, you know, that you're going to, you're going to look large, you're going to, your hips will look wider. You'll look a little blockier. You know, you really want the more narrow triangular cuts, as you said, how you put that on, you know, having, having almost at the bottoms anyway, the brief part like pulled up a little bit. So you get almost that French cut look in the front, little things like that. You would just never think about as a beginner, you just, you know, get whatever suit you think is good and you go on stage. And uh, it really does surprise people to, to do comparative photos and see how it completely changes their symmetry. Just the, the cut and color of a suit. Yep. It makes a big difference. You can use uh, Photoshop apps for that too, that you can like put colors on and kind of experiment with what you think might look best on you. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the last thing that I would say about winning your first contest is 
do it. I mean, absolutely like have that fire in your belly, go in it to win. I, as I said, you're probably going to have the most passion you ever feel. And Adam and I are trying to focus that passion into something that's going to be very effective and productive. But at the same time, uh, you know, nothing can, can overshadow how much you want to win and what you're willing to do. And, and I think that really says a lot about having that great first experience because for the people, especially as a coach who go in and instead of being very frustrated or embarrassed or just feeling like, man, that's just, this is not for me. You know, if you really are all in, even if you don't stay with this, it'll, it'll always be a great experience. So just, just take it that seriously, that this is a time for you to really put everything you've, you've put into this into that final package. Um, I, I just, the, the reason I, I brought this up as a final point, Adam, is, you know, I've, I've, it seems like I always have a couple people each season who are doing their first contest and they'll say, well, I know I'm not ready, but I just want to get the experience or I just want to use this as a warm up show. Mike, your first experience is going to be one that you're, you know, you're not even ready for. I, I think that really sets somebody up for a, just a bad experience. And, and that could, that could take them completely off course for the rest of what a happy, successful journey could have been. Yeah, I think even more so now because the right types of people are finding the sport again to do it. You know, I think that for a while there it became trendy to do it. And now there really seems to be, I mean, it's not you're invited in, but it's like usually a lot of times people will be telling you you should compete before you've even done it. And those are the types of people that are really excelling right now. Yeah. Uh, as we've talked about in the past, bikini, men's physique, it's its really included a lot more people and genetics always rise to the top. And so with more people on stage at different levels of contests, you know, you, you've definitely got to be prepared. So awesome stuff, Adam. Appreciate you uh, jumping in with this topic. And uh, this is just really one of those kind of subjects that I love to talk about because what got me into the sport was very, very life-changing and career-orienting. My entire life went in a different direction because of uh, my passion for self-improvement and getting in the sport. And so I still, it's, I know everybody wants their show ponies and everybody wants to win a Mr. Olympia. And, you know, we've all got our stats and our pro cards and pro titles, but I absolutely love working with first-time competitors. I love people who are just learning this stuff for everything we talked about today. Same here. Taking people through their first one is a lot of fun. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. We will see you next time in either a Contest Prep University instructional series or a uh, frat house chit chat. But hope you guys enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.